a 73-year-old beautiful chief nursing officer who had lost her husband and eight years later heard me speak at an event and she's like, I'm not sure. Then she bought into the process like, all right, I think I can do this. And she met a guy on an online dating app and he said, well, I'm currently, I go back and forth to Nigeria. So would you like to continue to keep in communication? So the first thing we think she thinks is, oh, this is a catfisher scam, right? So they start talking. By two months in, he said he was supposed to be back from Nigeria. Girl, you've got questions. Questions about your body and how to feel good in it, about your hormones and how to keep them in check. Questions about your sex life and your whole health. Can you imagine having a best girlfriend who was also a triple board certified OBGYN? A girlfriend doctor you could call and ask or tell her anything. Someone who could show you how to live any stage of life before, during, or after menopause in a big, bold, and beautiful way. Well, friends, I'm your girlfriend doctor. I believe you were meant to flourish and shine, to embrace life and awaken to all its possibilities. Let's get there together. Welcome to our show. Welcome back to the Girlfriend Doctor Show. It is good to be here. And right at this time, as we surround Valentine's Day with Red hearts, cupids, bows, and so many things. We want to talk about love, love and connection and that ability to connect it no matter what age. And today I wanted to bring on a prior guest to the Girlfriend Doctor show named Bella Gandhi. She is a smart dating expert. She really works with people from all ages, but definitely midlife is one of her sweet spots in helping connect love and marriage in at this stage of life. She worked with a good friend of mine, Nancy Halla, who was on my show a couple years ago speaking about this and her connection and has helped so many others that I know of. So we want to get into it and touch on some of the most commonly asked questions that I get about love and intimacy and dating and all things that I'd rather go to the supreme expert on. So welcome, Bella, back to the Girlfriend Doctor Show. It's such a delight and an honor to be here. I adore you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, let's get right into it. So what are the most common questions that you get asked or situations where you can help people in? You know, a lot of people say, especially women, middle age, maybe you're coming out of divorce. Maybe you've just had a breakup. You know, you've lost a spouse or a partner. It's how do I think about getting myself back out there again? And my best answer is you need to have a plan and you need to have support around you like anything big in your life. If you wanted to transform, as you well know, your wellness, your health, your fitness, your wardrobe, you would have experts around you to help you. But in the dating world, we have this fallacy that we shouldn't need any help. Or if we do, we're broken and love falls into everybody else's lap and it should into mine as well. I shouldn't have to work at this. And stop shooting all over yourself. You should put some thought into this. You will want to put work into this. Invest time, resources, because there's nothing more important than the person that becomes what I call the lid to your pot. I like that. I like that. So we got to stop shitting all over ourselves, number one. 
learned that from you too. And that's a favorite quote of one of my oldest daughter. So it's important to look at how we're talking to ourselves. Is that like the first? So what's the first step in putting ourselves back out there? Or rekindling, you know, rekindling a relationship that's gone stale. We're going to hit on that one too, because I definitely want to talk about the sexless marriage and, you know, the disconnect in, in relationships that lead to looking for a second relationship or a second marriage. Yeah. Work with somebody. Don't think you can do this on your own. And so many people make the mistake of relying on really well-intentioned friends and family. Have a therapist. Have a support group. Join a dating group. Get a dating coach. Call me, please. Bella Gandhi at Smart Dating Academy. I will help you. My team will help you. But really understanding what you need in a relationship versus what you want in a relationship. To Dr. Anna's point, you have to look at the way you're speaking to yourself. If you're telling yourself, I'm old, I don't look the way I used to when I was 25, who's going to love me? I have baggage. I'm awkward. People don't like me. Whatever that mind trash is, you have to hear that evil person in your head. And I want you to sit down and make a list of the bad things that you tell yourself. Every woman I work with, every man I work with, we all have that evil person that sits inside of our head and spews lies at us about ourselves. Write down all of those lies so you can see them on paper so that you can speak back to them. That is the first step of accepting yourself, right? What is self-love? It's accepting who you are. It's accepting, okay, this is the crazy stuff that the crazy person in my head says, so I'm going to take control and speak back to it. It's accepting yourself and then gently lifting yourself up. I love that. Yeah. So getting that, I usually say nasty bitch off your shoulder. You've said it nicer. (laughs) Get it Satan out of your head. There you go. There you go. Okay. So that's the first thing. And then, you know, the piece of staying connected in relationship, like reigniting a relationship or, you know, one, a dating relationship that's gone a little stale. How do you keep the zest? How do you keep it exciting and interesting and connected? You have to have a deep friendship underneath any relationship that's going to go the distance, right? So many people complain about, well, we just don't talk anymore. We're roommates. We sleep in different rooms underneath it all. And and then people will say, well, the number one divorces or reasons for divorces are financial reasons, infidelity. But the root to all of that is a breakdown in a friendship and a breakdown in enjoying each other and talking to each other about the little things and the big things. It's pretty hard to have a long-term sex life with someone who you don't feel that affection for. Mm, that is well said. And I think of that and I look at, you know, keeping, you know, starting dating again in one of those stale marriages, right? Dating each other again, looking. So reigniting that, Bella, what are some of the tips that in your armamentarium of numerous, numerous tips, whether people getting together for the first time or in the fact of wanting to stay together? Yeah. Ask each other questions. Have structured dates. Everybody says, well, let's go on date night. Okay. But if you're going to the same damn restaurant, eating the same food, talking about the same minutia of your day, the kids, the bills, the this, the that, is that really a date night? It's not. Have an agenda for your date night. Go to a different place. 
that you've never been to, that you both want to go to. Think about this like you would have 20 years ago, like you would have been taking this person on a date. You wouldn't be like, well, we've been here 17 times. Let's just go there again because it's easy. No, you are on your damn A game when you're <laughs> dating, right? And maybe that's an activity. Maybe it's a fun place to go. And then have an agenda. Talk about what do you want to be doing for the next five to 10 years with each other? What are 10 fun shared experiences that you want to have together. And then start to make a plan to do one of those per year, at least, if not more. You can turn that into a monthly activity. No, I like that. I like that shared experience, 10 fun ideas to start igniting, you know, reigniting. And I always heard novelty, right? Novelty, doing something exciting, a little maybe, you know, fun, exhilarating, like maybe it's a concert, maybe it's an amusement park, maybe it's a hiking a mountain. So part of those fun things is to change it up because when you have that higher adrenaline level, yeah. you higher dopamine, you get that turn on too. Absolutely. That's what novelty is. It doesn't have to start in the bedroom. Remember, a really active, robust sex life is going to come from the things that you're doing outside of the bedroom as well, right? And so building that interest, building that affection, turning towards each other, right? Being empathic to your partner. Hopefully they're empathic to you where they are your number one elevator person, the person that elevates you and makes you happy. So these are all things that are the underpinnings of a really solid romantic relationship long-term. Yeah, yeah. So the underpinnings being that, and also that huge ability to communicate what you like, what you don't like, not expecting the other to be a mind reader, to remind myself that one. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody knows what we're thinking. We think that, he knows what we're thinking, and he might, but chances are he's thinking about himself. He doesn't know what you're thinking. So coming from a place of love and talking about what you're feeling, that's what you want to do versus pressure cooking it. Death by a thousand paper cuts, feeling the resentment, feeling the resentment, feeling the resentment until one day you lose your shit, the top blows off, and then you're going down those nasty, dark alleys saying mean and hurtful words that we don't recover from. Mm -hmm. I don't like it when people say, pick your battles. If you're feeling it, I read something great on the internet yesterday. It says, if you feel your hurt 48 hours later, talk about it within the next 24 hours. Pretty good. Clean out the container. Your relationship is a container. I tell my kids this, my husband, our relationships are containers. When a piece of dust gets in there, we want to keep the container clean. If you don't keep cleaning the dust particles, you're going to have an inch of dust at the bottom of it. Good relationships are not conflict-free. Good relationships, we navigate the conflict adroitly, painlessly, easily, without hurting each other in a way that just doesn't need to happen. So when you're navigating that conflict and you have a difficult discussion that you know you need to have, what's a good way to have that? It depends on what the discussion is, right? You can say, hey, I want to talk about something that might seem a little awkward or I don't want it to be hurtful. My goal of this is to have a really open, lovely relationship that gets to the next level. So give it a preamble that comes from a place of love. 
right? This is going to be a little awkward, but I'm doing it because I want us to be really good. And then use your voice. Mm, I think it's so important. I always tell clients, you know, using your voice outside the bedroom is as important as using it inside the bedroom. And so being able to practice and practice positive ways, focusing on the the positive first. And we always said the sandwich, right? The positive, yeah. you know, mixed in with a constructive and, you know, capped off with another positive. And because you really want, you know, you care about that other person, you want to be conscientious of their emotions and not leave them railing, so to speak, if that's possible. Do you agree? Yeah, absolutely. This is the person you love. Yeah. Right. And you can use these tips that we're talking about right now. It's not just in your romantic relationship. You can use this with your friends, with your colleagues, with your kids. Right. These are relationship skills. We don't have to have knockout, drag out fights or icing each other out. Right. None of us really were taught how to use our voices constructively as kids. I know in my house we weren't. Right. It was go to your room, figure it out and come back when you're OK. Who's ever okay? Nobody's okay. You just bury it, right? And what do you do? You repeat or you repel. Either you push it down, push it down, push it down until you can't anymore. And then you have a little attack of rage or just having a tantrum. Neither of which. The beauty of being a grown up is we get to grow up every day. And it's never too late. That's right. Always learning. Tomorrow can be a better version of myself. So that is for sure. Now, Bella, so in dating, now you run Smart Dating Academy. Talk to us about that. And I want to hear some good juicy stories, actually. Man, we have, I'm so grateful for the work we've been able to do with thousands of people we've helped to find the lid to their pot. So I started it 15 years ago. We've had zero divorces in 15 years. And we've helped men and women. We have a process that if one follows the process, you will find love. It's a when, it's not an if. And, you know, I'm sure you've heard from our friend, Nancy, like we have graphs, we have red flags, we have relationship trajectories and ways of doing things. Thinking about who a good partner is for us that's going to make us happy long-term, how we're going to show up to the dates, sexclusivity. Like we have lots of things that lead you to finding the right person. And it all starts with having a dating funnel and having multiple people in your dating funnel, then knowing how to vet them, right? So we do all the things. We have a photo studio where you can come to Chicago and do photos. I wrote a book during COVID that produces a great profile. So what we've done is we've created a process, kind of like a conveyor belt, that takes a lot of the, oh my God, what do I do? It's like, here's step one, step two, step three, and it's going to take a long time. There's no love in 90 days or 100 days, right? I don't know when your last first date's going to be, but I know that if you use this process, it will happen for you. Well, that sounds good. Now, give us some juicy stories. I mean, come on. So. Oh, my gosh. We've had love stories happen. And on our podcast that I started in 2022, every month we have a client come back and tell their love story. So there's so many love stories you can go listen to on the podcast. I just did one of, would you believe it, a 73-year-old 
beautiful chief nursing officer who had lost her husband and eight years later heard me speak at an event and she's like, I'm not sure. Then she bought into the process like, all right, I think I can do this. And she met a guy on an online dating app and he said, well, I'm currently, I go back and forth to Nigeria. So would you like to continue to keep in communication? So the first thing we think she thinks is, oh, this is a catfisher scam, right? So they start talking every day. They're FaceTime and catfishers don't FaceTime. So by two months in, he said he was supposed to be back from Nigeria. He wasn't. It was going to take two more months. And she was like, you guys, is this real? We're all like, let's see. Two months later, he came. He was only supposed to stay for two months. He stayed for six months. When he went back, she went with him. They've gone back and forth. They had a commitment ceremony in Nigeria. They go back and forth to D.C. And he's 76 and she's 73. So the Nigerian prince, right? You wake up in the morning. Oh, wow, I've got this fortune. We've all gotten those emails. Nope, Tony was real. And she came back on our podcast to tell the story, which will drop next month. So, I mean, can you imagine? It was it filled me with trepidation. Like, wait a second, what? He's going to go back and forth to Nigeria from D.C.? Are you kidding? And they had a commitment ceremony. It's so beautiful. She's like, I would have never thought at this point in my life that I would have another chance at love. And here it is. That's so cute. I love that story. Yeah, that is beautiful. So, and part of that was her trepidation. So overcoming fear, speaking up for what she will accept and what she won't accept, right? And getting really clear communication, having that visual correspondence early on, which is very important. I think having a virtual visual date before you go an in-person date, in my opinion, it's better. It's better to go that way. What do you think? Oh, 100%. There's no reason. My job as a dating coach is to protect my clients' time, energy, and hearts. And you should 100% go from messaging to video. Do 15 to 20 minutes on video. Why would you get all zhuzhed up, drive out to someplace for an hour to meet up with some dude who sounds nothing like his profile or his messages, has completely opposing viewpoints to everything that you do, it's so disheartening. Instead, if he asks you out and is like, would you like to grab dinner? Yes, I would. How about we get on a FaceTime and we can sort out the details that way, right? So you can use that as a bridge to kind of slow it down a little bit, but get on a video date. And at that point, you can really see, I always say crazy can't hide for more than 15 minutes. So if somebody's truly bananas, you'll probably start to hear it in this video call. And then you can just Get off the call like, oh, my gosh, my daughter's calling. I've got to take this call. Maybe we can do this again. So nice chatting. Bye. Click. Done. And you just saved yourself three to four hours of a date. (laughs) Clean and sweet. Very good. Now, what are some situations in, like, for example, you're, you know, the whole narcissist, the, you know, too heavy, too soon type personality, and, and you call them red flags. So, you have your whole list of if this person has any of these red flags, and it's also by month, they don't show up necessarily on the first date. No, we have red flags 
You're exactly right, Dr. Anna, by phases of dating from date zero, we call it before the date while you're messaging with somebody. Then we go into phase two, which is between the first date and the 10th date. And then our phase three red flags are from 10 plus dates all the way to six months of exclusivity. So back to your question about love bombing. It can be very confusing to women. We talk about this a lot with our clients. The issue is Here's the thing. Studies have shown that men fall in love harder and faster than women do. And it takes them longer to recover from heartbreak than it takes women. So if a guy really is like, oh my God, I think you're the bee's knees, right? The way you can tell if somebody is a love bomber or just someone who has fallen head over heels in love with you for real, but is a good guy is have the conversation that you want to slow things down. Somebody that will respond sincerely to your feedback and say, I'm absolutely okay with slowing this down, right? We'll take this at your pace. Those are good guys. The guys that are love bombers that are trying to trick you into falling in love with them, they want control ultimately. They don't want you to use your voice. And when you do use your voice, if they're like, wait a second, you must not like me as much as I like you. Like, are you kidding me? see this all the time. I see both sides of the coin. And so that is more likely a love bomber or a narcissist. So just because somebody, for example, sends you a beautiful bouquet of flowers on the third date, it doesn't mean that person is a love bomber. Assume positive intent. It means that person likes you. But if it starts to move too fast for your own gut, like you feel like you're being swept away, Use your voice, have the conversation, and then we will see, does the dude red flag himself by having some sort of a tantrum or a meltdown? Perfect. Now you're coaching guys too. How is that different than coaching women? I mean, our process, Anna, is the same for men, for women, right? And we coach men in a very similar way. We're looking for women that are going to be great lids to our guys' pots, right? And so love is love. Our process is similar. And coaching men is really lovely. Men take coaching and a process really well. They don't want to deviate. If we say, listen, this is how your funnel is going to go. We want you to go on this many dates. They're like, okay, boss. Okay, coach. This is what I'm going to do. And I think men, you know, there's a lot of research around this, that men look up to their coaches. They're athletes. They've, okay, if the coach says this, this is what I'm going to do. And they're not going to be like, but what about blah, blah, blah. You know, that's more female quality. Like we want to, I don't really know if I agree with that. Guys are more like, okay, tell me what to do. If I tell a guy to send five messages on an app a day, he'll come back. Guess what? I did 10. Right. Because the other thing is men are genderized to do more work in the dating process. So if I give them the same rules, I give a woman, they're like, oh, my God, I can easily do 10. I was doing 20. I'm like, just stick to 10. We're in this for the long game. We're not in it to win any hundred yard dashes. That is so cute. I love it. Yeah, it's definitely different. Right. The many shades of dry. I definitely see that in medicine, too. Coaching a woman, working with a woman versus a man, you know, really having to emphasize it's really important that you do this this way. Want your buy-in for this. Now, Bella, one of the things that you teach too is that no sex, right? Like hold off on the sex, hold off on the physical attachment 
till you know, pretty much, right? Tell me about that. And you're, I have my own reasonings for it, but you tell me. Yeah, my guess is we're probably pretty aligned on the reasons why. And ladies, this is especially, you know, geared towards women. It's, I mean, during physical contact, it doesn't even have to be sex, right? For some women, it's orgasm. For others, it's literally making out. We start to emit higher levels of oxytocin, which is the attachment hormone. Men have it too, but we have it in logarithmically higher levels. So you've got to know yourself, right? But remember, attachment is your power. And if you are prematurely attaching to someone who doesn't yet deserve it or has earned your trust, then you're giving your power to somebody that might misuse it. So we are helping our clients to keep that really slow so that they keep their power, they keep their objectivity, they keep their minds clear to be able to date multiple people, to have a dating funnel so that you can objectively compare and contrast. And you know what that prevents? It prevents you from the S word, settling. At Smart Dating Academy, nobody settles. Nobody settles for somebody that treats you badly, that isn't aligned with your values, that hasn't earned you. So I really believe that keeping things physically slow keeps your head in the right game again, or we're prematurely attached, and then it's lather, rinse, repeat. We're doing the same old thing all over again. Listen, if you need to have sex, there's a lot of ways to take care of yourself. You don't need a dude to do that for you. Well, I couldn't have said that better myself. Thank you very much. And I think that is going too fast too soon. But now in relationships, when we use sex, we are continuing binding that attachment. So some intimacy is an important part of that attachment. So, and, you know, in long lasting relationships, when that roommate phenomenon comes on, this is what I talk about, right? Disconnect, discomfort, desire. Those three main issues pull people from being lovers and, you know, enjoying each other to being roommates and tolerating each other per se. And so getting into the underlying reasons of that with connection, with figuring out the disconnect and working with so many women as this is my expertise is the vaginal dryness issues and the discomfort with sex. And I like to just, you know, I'm sure you talk about this too, but, you know, the first time you have sex with someone, your body has a defense mechanism. You're going to excrete a lot of vaginal fluid. But as time gets on, you're more comfortable. You don't have that defense up, right? That natural defense, that novelty defense that is in your physical life and working on the secretions in your vagina and vaginal tissue. So then dryness can result over time. And I know that clients are always like, you know, why is this happening to me? And that was, you know, or there's urinary tract infections or other other negative feedback to having sex and that we want to make sure we get that resolved. Do you address that in the dating process in the months as they go on or in older midlife clients? Yeah. I mean, one of the ways that we've done that is, I mean, our skill level is in dating and relationships. So when they're serious, when there's medical issues, then we certainly point them to people like you or experts that are local in their area to really seek treatment because sex shouldn't be painful. It doesn't 
have to be. And nobody's talking to women about that. And I love that menopause is having a moment right now. I love that we're finally talking about this for midlife women, but there are so many solutions, right? You can use Dr. Anna's Julva, which is amazing. You can do, there's so many things that are available to you to make things better. But at the end of the day, if you're in a relationship, it's okay to say, this is painful. I need to take a break or I'm going to go get some help around this because the more you talk to your partner about this, the less stressed you're going to feel, the lower cortisol levels you'll feel, and you'll feel more bonded because you're having a conversation and being vulnerable. Yeah, very intimate. And the same with men at the midlife, et cetera, issues with erectile and being able to you know, communicate and seek help together when there's that issue. And it's not, sadly, it's not uncommon. It's more common than it was 20, 30 years ago. But we have to, we definitely have to, we know that there's solutions. There's solutions both ways. Now, is there anything that, that are like taboo topics not to discuss? On dates or in relationships? Both, both, yeah. You know, because one of the things I would just say, you know, we did a survey of our audience and we have mostly married. The majority of our clients are married, but there's a lot of us like myself that are single. So these are selfish questions as well that I'm asking. So taboo topics in dating, there's really nothing. Everything is about timing and love. And so what you want to do on the first few dates is just Talk about easy breezy things, making sure, though, that you're in alignment with what you want. If you don't know what somebody's looking for, ask the question, like, I'm in this to have a serious long-term relationship. What about you? Okay, great. How does the conversation go? Do you seem like you're aligned in values, what you want, where you want to be? Do you feel the conversation is easy? and it just flows. You're looking for places to connect on the first few dates versus disconnect. And as you get past the fourth, fifth, and sixth date, you really want to make sure that this person is looking for the same things that you are in a relationship. That doesn't mean that this is the right lid to your pop, but continuing to find the answers to, do we want the same things? Do we value the same things? It doesn't mean you have to be interested in the same things. It doesn't even mean you have to like the same things, but it's, are we aligned with our values and what we want and where we want to be and what we want in a relationship? And don't talk about things that lead to arguments, right? I think, you know, I'm a peace-loving person, I don't love debating with anybody about certain things. It doesn't get me off intellectually to spar with somebody because I don't think the goal of a relationship is to be right, right? If you want to be right in your relationships, you're not going to have a lot of relationships. And Ooh. so you want to find places to connect, right? Being right is what so many people value. And these are people that have tough times holding on to relationships. And that doesn't mean you're giving in. It just means... We can agree to disagree, and it's okay. And we're still friends. We're still dating. We're still married, whatever that is. Yeah, no, I like that too. All right. Bella, tell our audience where they can connect with you, where they can learn more, where they can join your Smart Dating Academy. Yeah, come and join us. Go to smartdatingacademy.com. Fill out any contact form. You'll be 
put into our newsletter database for free at that point. If you want a consultation, we can tell you how that works. We typically work with people for three months, six months, or 12-month engagements. They're amazing. And if you just want to bathe yourself in more free dating tips, go listen to the Smart Dating Academy podcast, subscribe to it, and you can follow us on Instagram at Smart Dating Academy. We post every day in feed, in story, so it'll make you laugh or educate you. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Thank you, Bella. Thanks for being on with me again today and wish you a happy Valentine's Day and thank you for all you're doing in the world. So appreciate it. To my audience out there, I would just want to give you so much more love. The more love in the world, the more peace in the world, the more connection, the more positive energy. Love is the highest and most esteemed positive energy. And physically, it's so healing. It's so restoring. And it's about replenishing, you know, refilling your cup, right? To come from a place of overflowing energy, emotion, connection, availability, and empathy. So I encourage you to invest time in, in working on, on your self-love and acceptance, because that is the highest frequency. That is one of the highest frequencies that we can emit. And when we're pouring into someone else's love, being a compassionate ear, being a compassionate listener is part of it. And I think in relationships, that can be where things are a bit challenged. And in any conversation, when you're disagreeing, but listening, and like what Bella Gandhi said, you don't have to be right. You can agree to disagree. And that's a powerful statement. It's a powerful position in life. And just we stand to show by experience. Like how we show up in the world is how we influence, how we have the greatest influence on others more than our words. It's by our actions, our attitude, our kindness, our compassion, and our love. So with this Valentine's Day, I wish you guys an amazing day full of love and connection. Till next time, this is Dr. Anna Kabeca. <music>